0: welcome to my podcast. It might be called an honest play date. It might just be called a crappy play date. Haven't really decided yet, but the important thing is that I'm just going to record and see what happens. So here goes. Welcome to the honest play date, where if you have things to complain about as a parent and you feel like everybody's sick of hearing you, I'll listen. I got you. So I heard something recently that was saying you want to do a podcast just record you don't need fancy equipment you don't need you don't need a script you don't need anything just start talking and if people like it they'll like it if they don't like it they won't like it oh no so here i am and i'm going to do this first one other than if i have to stop and cough my brains out uh i'm going to try to do this one unedited so for those of you who know me it's kylie your favorite Crazy marching band enthusiast, Highland game athlete, uh, mother of almost three. If you want to count four, my husband, then yeah. If not, three almost. Found out today I'm having another girl, so two girls and a boy. Husband is outnumbered, sucker. So, like I said, this is the place to complain. I feel like I complain about parenting a lot because parenthood can suck, it is the worst and i feel like we all just need a place to complain and share stories you know when you go to a play date with some friends and their kids are playing and you're just sharing stories and you're like oh my gosh i have to tell you we were in the car the other day and runa let's i'm making up a story right now and runa decided to poop and play in it and not say anything and then everyone suddenly has a poop story or a car story that they want to share that is what i'm here for i'm here to share those poop stories in a place where if you just want to listen to poop stories one day that'll be an episode if you want to listen to uh in-law nightmares everything that comes with being a parent like that whole realm grandparents parents friends that don't have kids but think they know but they don't uh here is that place to share all those fun stories because who doesn't love to bitch and complain i certainly know i do so let's dive feet or face first (laughs) into the dirty diaper that is parenthood. So this first episode today, it's not going to be super long. I'm just testing the waters on this one. But I decided to come up with my top three least favorite things about being a parent. Uh, Given there are a lot of things that I dislike about being a parent. And some days that list is longer than the things that I do like about being a parent. But today I'm just going to share three... Um, I'd love for for you guys to share some of the things that you hate about being a parent. Maybe I'll do another episode and I'll read some of your submissions and be like, all right, I totally agree or that doesn't suck that bad. So my top three things in no particular, actually in depends on the day, but I'm going to start with the lack of independence. Okay. They tell you when you become a parent, oh yeah, you know, you want a free time. You won't get to sleep in, you know, it, it's hard. It, nobody, nobody can prepare you for what parenthood really is. And one of those things that I don't think it's talked about enough is the independence issue, the lack of it, and the dependence of the other person on you for literally everything, eye contact even. So for me, I like being independent. I like doing my own thing. I like working. I liked being a massage therapist. I like doing Highland games. I love choreographing. I love going on road trips. I love going to the store and just walking the aisles slowly and just picking things that tickle my fancy that day. Can I do that anymore? No. No. No, I can't. If I want to give a massage or even get a massage, I have to find and pay for a babysitter. Unless one of my amazing friends, Deb, you have been amazing lately, uh, or my mother-in-law, Karen, you are a saint. If they are available to just take my kids, then yeah, I can go do those things. Otherwise, they're going with me to the store. They're going with me to the bathroom at home. They're going with me up the stairs. They're going with me to throw something in the car. They are by my hip as I throw a diaper away. There is no more by-yourself time. Now, I did the other night. I got a shower by myself. That was great. Thank you, Justin, for watching the gremlins. But the lack of independence like today I'm, you might hear all the background noise because I'm driving this is the only time I could do this without children aka the lack of independence thing coming back again uh, so this is when I'm recording this because why not I was able to go to Costco and a doctor's appointment and physical therapy and run some errands by myself and you know how freeing that is you never know how nice it is to be alone until you're never alone Like, you know, you get done with a big party or the holidays. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to go home and not have to socialize. Oh, COVID has been so great. I haven't had to socialize. (laughs) Haha. Well, if you like that, don't have kids. You will never be alone again, whether that's sleeping in your own bed or when you want to go brush your teeth. Literally every moment of the day is surrounded by somebody touching you. Uh, Like I said, I'm a massage therapist and I miss that. I got a massage a couple weeks ago when I was in Utah, again, by myself, which was amazing. Again, thank you, Karen. And I had forgotten what it was like to be touched, not by my spouse and not by children. And I've been doing this for almost a decade, and I forgot what it was like. It was amazing and glorious to just relax and have a kind of touch that is not pestering or sexual in any way or, you know, just a different, a different kind of touch, that therapeutic touch. I missed it. And I have not got to do that. I'm actually not doing Highland games for a little while because it's hard with multiple children to find a center to do that for a full day's event of throwing. And when you get done, you're exhausted. Same with choreographing. I have a hard time taking kids to band camp and to guard camp because I, I can't, focus on what I'm supposed to be doing if I'm worried that somebody else has to watch my kids or I have to make sure my kid doesn't get hit by equipment. Like that sucks and that's hard. But being able to just walk through Costco today by myself, yes it was fast because I was grabbing a few things and I had to head home, but it was really nice to be alone for a little bit. So if you really crave and thrive on not having to socialize and not having to talk to people and not having to entertain, Kids might not be the best choice for you. If you are an introvert, who knows? Maybe your kid will be too. But uh, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't. Just know that I warned you. It is really hard. I like people. I love hosting parties. I love hanging out and seeing new people all the time. Like it's great. But I am exhausted by my kids by about 9 a.m. That is the truth of it. So number one lack of independence. With that, there is also the kid depends on you for literally everything. If I sit up from the couch, my almost one-year-old loses his mind because he thinks I'm leaving. If my daughter needs a glass of water, she is fully capable of getting a glass of water herself. She unloads the dishwasher and wipes her own butt for heaven's sakes, and she's almost four. But she has to ask me to get a glass of water because that's she, she doesn't think that she can just do it. So it's all these questions that have obvious answers. Like, yes, you can. Go for it. But, yeah, it, it is very hard. So, yeah, so number one, lack of independence. <coughs> um, number two, the level of exhaustion you will feel Is unparalleled. After I had my first, I did a half marathon with no training at 230 pounds. That was not as exhausting as parenthood by any means. Two weeks of band camp where you're working nine to nine, dancing around in the hot sun, memorizing things. Not as hard as parenthood. Um, Pulling all-nighters in college after drinking a bunch of caffeine and then having to be working all day still not as hard I would would do that in a heartbeat um exhaustion how do you spell exhaustion k-i-d-s so let me give you an example last night I'm trying to get my 10 month old son to sleep more because he is not sleeping more than two or three hours max at a time And it is really hard. So I keep him up a little longer throughout the day between his naps so that he has longer wake cycles so that hopefully he'll sleep better. And he's been taking, during the day, like a three-hour, four-hour nap. And I'm like, cool, like, let's adjust that to bedtime. Last night, I stretch his wake time to be four hours. He finally goes to bed. Now, pause. Pause. For you parents and people that are con- going to come and be like, well, he was overtired. You should have let him go to bed sooner. Like, that is just terrible. That's your own fault. I've been trying all the methods. My mother-in-law has been trying all the methods. My husband has been trying all the methods. I asked people on Facebook for methods. I've Googled the methods. Um, he does not sleep at night. His clock is still so ass backwards, it's not even funny. So, back to the story of last night. He finally, finally is tired enough to go to bed at 8. I put him down. He passes right out within within 10 seconds. He is out. Like, awesome, this is great. Guess he's awake at 8.30. Just guess. Not Runa, not my oldest. Thatcher. He's up after half an hour, after being awake for four. So I know it's at least another three hours, so I don't get in bed, or I don't start putting him down until... Eleven forty-five or eleven. It was eleven, <coughs> and he again passed right out. By eleven forty-five, he was up again. Luckily, he was only up for half an hour. I was lucky, half an hour. Who knew? Yeah. So I was back asleep by you know twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. He was up again at three. Now again, for you parents that are gonna be like, he was probably just hungry. No, I stuff that kid full of food, like not just milk, like crackers and protein stuff and and pureed fruits and vegetables. I pack that kid till there's no more room for packing. He's like a jar of pickles at that point. Like you cannot fit anything else in that jar. I've also done it where I don't feed him quite as much. Like I have done the spectrum, guys. Don't don't come at me with that, bro. So, he's he's full. Wakes up again at 3. By that point, I am just pissed off and wide awake. It ended up being really nice cuz I had a few hours to myself before he was up at 5. Yeah, you heard me. He went down at 8. Was up at 8:30. 11 to 11.45, three, five, yeah, no bueno, guys, when you're already, like, even if I wasn't pregnant right now, that would suck, and I've been doing this for 10 months, like, he just recently started sleeping for more than an hour at a time, yeah, and yes, I've held him while he slept, I put him down while he slept, on his tummy, on his back, on his side, on my chest, in my arms, my mother-in-law's arms, my husband's arms, he just does not sleep. So again, if you like the independence of being able to sleep, <laughs> maybe parenthood is, is not a, a good choice for you. Uh, so yeah, that level of exhaustion for 10 months, and then what, the last four of them, I've been pregnant. Now, on top of that, you're like, oh yeah, you sleep when the baby sleeps. No, you don't baby goes down for a nap where you don't have to hold them anymore because they're not freaking out you have to get dishes done in laundry because you're on your last pair of clean underwear and because you have children you could no longer wear the same pair of pants or even a jacket more than a day in a row the other day i put on a new pair of pants after a shower within five i kid you not within five minutes my pants were coated in cracker and snot goo like snotty cracker goo you get what I'm laying down? Like, gross. Yeah. So, lots of laundry to be done. <sighs> lots of messes to be cleaned up. Otherwise, you're living in actual filth. You gotta take the trash out. You gotta do the laundry. The dishes. You gotta clean the counters. You gotta cook the meals. There's a lot. So, no, you don't sleep when the baby sleeps. I am lucky if I have nothing to do with on a day and can actually take a nap when the baby naps. Uh uh uh. Yeah, it's like an all night or every night for the rest of your life, and there is no end. You want to know why? There's no end because if I do get a nap, my three year old, almost four year old, comes in. Hey mom, let's read a book. Let's do a puzzle. Let's snuggle. Brother's sleeping. The kitty's downstairs. There was a bird outside. There's a cracker on the floor. The most, the things you don't really care about. Are, are suddenly the most important obviously reading books and doing puzzles and snuggling is important but when I need sleep it's because I am breaking my body is broken my mind is broken let me rest child well I guess that leads in fairly well to number three my top three body changes Now this is a very, very broad topic, I'm not gonna lie. Because we're going mind, we're going physically, skin, hair, digestion, like, there's a lot of changes with this. And you know, people talk, oh my gosh, your boobs get so big and they hurt. Oh, you have a broken vagina now. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, they talk about those things, or you break out, or you have bags under your eyes, or your butt starts to disappear. Or you have that little mom pooch. I'm not talking about those things that, like, we see and we're like, oh, yeah, no, like, that's what happens when you have kids, LOL. No. No. Um, Let's start internal. Let's start with your mind. Your brain physically changes when you become a mother or a parent. I'm going to say mother because I'm talking about myself. Your brain physically changes so that you can be more aware and better able to adapt for your child. You sink into their sounds better. You are more aware to protect them than you would have been before. Even with the mom brain, like the mom brain, that's number one, body changes, mom brain, all of that. Your brain literally changes to make sure that you focus on the important thing, which is your child at that point. That is all nature. All nature is saying, take care of your child and keep them alive. I'm not one who cries a lot or has really crazy fluctuating emotions. I'm pretty Mild-tempered, Yeah, like, I'll get mad about things when it's important. I'll cry about things if they're sad. I'll laugh when they're funny. But I'm generally, like, just a pretty happy, normal person. Not anymore. Since getting pregnant with my first, about four and a half years ago, I cry daily. And it's not something I want to do, but once I do it, I feel so much better. And I cry about stupid things. The way my son looks up at me. The way my daughter puts her hand on the remote when she goes to hand it to me. She's so gentle with it. I cry out of anger. The other day my daughter had so much energy, was so happy, she was running from couch to couch and it made me so furious that I had to go to my room and cry. Who does that? Who cries because a kid is having a good time? Out of anger. Like, that. that is not... thats That shouldn't be okay, but apparently... With mom brain, anything's possible. If you can think it, you haven't thought hard enough because there's more to it than than what's coming. Just you're prepared. I cry about everything. I forget where I put things. I usually don't forget things. I have a great memory. No, my brain is gone. My uh, focus, I have what, what focus? Focus is not a thing that I have. Like I don't. I cannot focus. I have to make lists of everything. When I want to go visit my parents, even with just one kid, I had to make a list and start it like a week or two before I'd go to make sure I'd put everything on the list and I could keep thinking of things so that I could make sure to check them off, to make sure I got everything for that trip. It's just a trip to my parents. What am I going to miss? What am I going to forget? A toothbrush? Oh, no, I can buy another toothbrush. Like, no, I will forget everything if I don't mom brain is real. I used to think when people would say, Oh, it's just the mom brain. Oh, it's pregnancy brain. I really honestly thought it was people just coming up with an excuse to be dumb. Like they made a mistake and didn't want to seem stupid. So they're like, Oh, that mom brain. Oh, I'm sorry. Like finding something else to blame it on. But no, 100% mom brain is a thing. And it is like out of all the things, like the, the independence lack of it, the body changes and the exhaustion that the number one pinnacle thing on that list for me is under body changes and it is mom brain. I am a different person. I cry all the time. I'm upset about things. I have better patients than I've ever had, but I also have zero patients at the very exact same time. As crazy as that sounds like it is the most insane thing that your brain goes through. And I don't like it. I was crying the other night. And Justin, my husband, just kept, no, I love you the way you are. I love who you've become. I love the changes you're going through. And in my head, I'm like, I don't. Maybe I did say that out loud. I probably did. I probably said, I don't. I don't like who I've become. Like, yes, I'm a mom and I'm tender and I'm sweet with my children. But internally, for myself, I absolutely hate it. I hate the mom brain. I hate that I feel dumb all the time. My husband is brilliant dude, mechanical engineer, entrepreneur. Like he can fix anything. He can build a car. He built the house we live in. He can do anything. He's just, he is a brilliant mind. And babe, don't let that go to your head, please. (laughs) Um, but he is brilliant. And I always thought I was pretty smart next to him. Like, yeah, I can, I can carry my weight like mentally, cerebrally. No, not anymore. He continues to surpass me, and I feel like I'm, like, climbing backwards down an icy hill. Like, I'm trying to get worse. It's terrible. So, yeah, mom brain. It really is a thing. Be prepared. You won't remember things. You won't do things right. You'll feel like an idiot. You'll say things and then feel like an idiot again, and then you'll dwell on those things even though people forgive you for them, and then you keep dwelling on them, they keep making you upset, so then you cry more, and then you're paranoid about what you're going to say, like mom brain, number one, number one of all the number ones. So there's that. So let's go through physical changes. Now, if I don't list the things that you're thinking of, if it's something like your boobs get saggy, well, yeah, we know your boobs get saggy. That's what everybody talks and jokes about. Like, huh, saggy boobs. They used to be, you know, up here and then they dropped an inch every child that I had and then they fell past my knees when I was 27. Like, that's a joke. So, I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the things that they don't actually really talk to you about. Your hair. My hair has never gotten so greasy so fast. Whether while I was pregnant or afterward, just disgusting levels of grease coming out of my head. And the chin hairs that grow, so many chin hairs. Like, I already had like a two, three prong beard growing, but I think if I were to let it grow and not deal with it i think i might have a better like goatee space than my husband does and that is really sad and they're all black like black and thick like thicker than pube thick i do have a bunch of white clear ones but that doesn't help because they shine in the sun nobody wants to have a mirror chin because of their chin hair at 32 as a woman no no i do not the hair thing. Nah, I am I am good. And that really, really took over once I had kids. Chin hair and greasy hair. From there, my, I feel like my breath always stinks no matter what I do. It is terrible. And I have pretty decent, like, oral hygiene. I brush, I floss, like, toothpaste, the whole deal. I drink a lot of water during the day, so it's not like things sit. Heaven sakes my breath. Not even just my breath, my body. I reek all the time. And I've recently switched from a deodorant to an antiperspirant, which I don't want to use an antiperspirant. It's like aluminum based. Like they're not that I actually care that much, but everyone's like, oh, aluminum's really bad, especially when you're pregnant. That's not a great choice. But I I finally don't smell terrible after 10 minutes after a shower of just sitting on the couch. Like it is that bad. Now, maybe some of these things will not relate to you at all. Maybe you won't stink. Maybe you won't have all these things. But possibilities. I'm just saying, possibilities, guys. Yeah, I reek. Like, I can take a shower and scrub all the things and then immediately put on my deodorant, antiperspirant, whatever you want to call it. Lumi. I've tried Lumi, and it worked for, like, a week. doesn't work on me anymore. I just smell, like, sweet pea and B.O. Or silver spruce and B.O., it is awful. You will reek. And yeah, your boobs, they'll get hair too. And I'm not talking like that little fuzzy, cute in the light, soft baby hair. I'm talking like your chin hairs, like the thicker than pube ones, but these ones are just going to be black and they're going to come out of your boobs and you're going to have more chest hair than your husband. Well, my husband doesn't have really a hairy chest, so it's not a lot to compare to, but I have hairy, like hairy boobs. What? Nobody told me I would have hairy boobs. (laughs) And also speaking of boobs, they say, oh yeah, your nips will hurt for a bit when you're breastfeeding. A bit? Try completely cracked and bleeding. I worked with a lactation specialist. You can't tell me that the amylase in your mouth, I think it's amylase, the, the secretion in your mouth, like the, I can't even think of the word right now, mom brain, that breaks food down in your mouth can't break down skin? Or is that what you're telling me? It can't? Because it definitely does. Nips are sensitive. And when they're cracked and bleeding and they have to breastfeed a baby every hour or two, they're not gonna heal. They eventually get harder. I had, my, my husband's aunt told me before I had Runa, well, just start sandpapering your nipples now. It'll make it a lot easier once the baby comes. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Sandpapering my nipples? I'm not going to sandpaper my nipples. That's stupid. I see why she said that. So at least you can slowly work up to it instead of within two days having blood everywhere. It is the most uncomfortable, god-awful thing Like, I will take my hemorrhoids and my broken coochie hole over my cracked nipples. I will take my migraines over these cracked nipples. No, they don't stay cracked. They just get thick and almost callus-like, as gross as that sounds. Yeah, your nipples don't stay soft and cute. No, they get big, and they get cracked, and they're painful, and they make you... Like, there were so many points when I'd be breastfeeding, and I'm just sobbing because it hurts. It hurts because they are so cracked and so broken it is awful so yeah cracking nipples woo. yeah your butt goes away yeah you get a flabby stomach stretch marks stretch marks are a thing like it's gonna happen oh darn stretch marks like why are why are we hiding them that's one of my questions why are we hiding stretch marks who cares who cares what your body's doing it's an adaptation to make sure your skin doesn't just split open Would you rather have that? Would you rather have your skin split open when you start gaining weight because it grew too fast? No. Then be okay with having stretch marks because it means your body was adapting and doing what it had to do to not have you die. Gosh. Uh, Broken vagina. We already know that. Hemorrhoids. They don't just happen like when you're pushing a baby out. No, they... I've had hemorrhoids since first trimester. You know why? Because your blood volume increases 50% when you're pregnant. 50% that is a lot of extra weight and pressure on those blood vessels in your ass a lot a lot of pressure and if you're sitting for any amount of time ever or if you're not hanging upside down all day you're gonna get hemorrhoids and they are itchy and they are unpleasant and they make it feel like you didn't wipe well enough you know like like when you're really sick and you have diarrhea and you just don't wipe well enough and so you feel like you still poop in your crack or like there's just like a little grain of poop like sand from the beach even, yeah, it's like that, but it doesn't go away, you have to like push the hemorrhoid back in your hole, so that it doesn't do that, and, and also, speaking of hemorrhoids, after pushing, your, your lady bits will suddenly look (laughs) like blown up purple balloons, shiny and purple, they get so ridiculously filled with blood and swollen and painful, it is disgusting. Like they don't even look like anatomy anymore. You remember in the Hunger Games in the first one, they get stung by tracker jackers and their whole face looks all like pussy and gross. Now imagine that with like a maroonish purple tint to it. That's what it all looks like. It's not pleasant guys at all. Zero pleasantries in the downstairs other beds. Yeah. So, be prepared. Whether you are the one birthing the child or you are the one holding your partner's hand, sibling's hand, parent, you know, daughter's hand, whatever it may be, be prepared for the most awful looking thing. And it hurts. It it hurts, guys. No fun. So yeah. So I think I think that's gonna cover it for uh, podcast number one. All I'm gonna un, I'm not gonna edit this. Like I coughed a couple times, so I'm gonna I flag that and I'll just cut that out. But you won't even know I did it. So why am I even telling you what I did? Because I can. Because I can. Anywho. So if you're still here, that's half an hour. I'd say that's pretty good for some story time. So, if you enjoyed it, leave a review, message me, let me know. You're probably one of my friends if you're listening to episode one. So, you don't have to lie and be like, it was the best thing ever. If it sucked, tell me it sucked. If it sounded like I was reading from a script, or like I sucked, tell me I sucked. (laughs) But, just let me know. Uh, I'll probably end up doing this about every week just to get thoughts out of my head because if I can get it out of my head then I'm usually pretty good and I need to get some of these terrible thoughts about parenthood out of my head because they need to be gone so uh look out for prompts on my social media and I'll start telling your stories too and it'll be great and we all can complain together and know that parenthood sucks not just for you but for all of us Before I really sign off, I guess I should also mention, I really do love my kids. I love them, too. I would do anything for my kids. And especially after seeing number three's little face today, I am so attached to her, too. I love them so much. But that doesn't mean that it negates any of the crap that they pull, or the feelings that I feel inside of myself, so if you just feel like I'm a terrible mom because I don't enjoy every aspect of motherhood, and I dare vocalize the things that suck about it, this podcast is not going to be for you. Yeah, we'll have some funny stories, and we'll have some, like, awesome things that happen, because it's parenthood, like, let's be honest, because parenthood has all the ups and downs. this is really going to be the time to just share those ridiculous things that happen. The people are like, that can't have, couldn't have happened. And then you become a parent and you're like, wow, surprised that didn't happen sooner. It's a real thing. So for real signing off, maybe (laughs) hope you enjoyed it.